0: Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, Simply Being Humans. I know I've been away, and it's been um, a <laughs> hell of a time. I think, yeah, the last episode I put out was on the literal 10th of this month. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trash. I'm terrible. Um, I was going to put out this particular— I was going to record and put out this particular episode early in the, this week— so I wouldn't fall too far behind, but uh, y'all, anybody who listens to me understands that you know I can be sporadic. I can be. I got real life shit, you know. And it ain't even like it's problems. I like get so wrapped up in just living sometimes um, that you know I might you know be like, damn, yeah, I'm gonna have to just yeah, I'm not gonna force myself because I don't. I hate, I hate forcing episodes, y'all. I hate it, and it's not even like I'm gonna be coming up with things. Sometimes I have blocks. Sometimes I don't. We all go through it. But I hope, I hope, I hope this also. Let me first start by saying that this episode is is. I'm giving a trigger warning. I'm not sure how many people may be triggered by the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode. It's a light, quick episode, as you see. But um, I understand the uh, the sensitivity around you know family and family traumas and the past and all these various things. But This is what I kind of, you know, picked up when it came to my trip home during the quarantine, Um, as so many of us have taken trips home to see our parents, to possibly even quarantine with our parents Um, or just quarantine in our hometowns. Either way, I um, wanted to give a few tidbits about it. So let's get into it. This is Simply King. Hello. Okay, okay, okay. So, I know it's been a minute and it's been so much news because I, I, my Twitter check-in portion can't just be, you know, just anything, you know. I got to like, uh, but this week was kind of hard because it was a lot of things happening. So, I didn't know really where to choose. So, I'll tell you my top three things that happened because I'm recording this later in the week. So, I'm going to tell you my top three things that occurred this week on Twitter that just <laughs> amazed me. You understand? This is the Twitter check in. <clears throat> so Kanye West is um going through a lot. I think you know, I forgot who it was, but I think I remember it was Trevor Noah who actually said that he is on our on everyone's chicken sick and shut-in list, (laughs) Kanye West. Because I think, you know, people have, Kanye West has been the most interesting person in terms of when you think about this current uh, phenomenon of cancel culture, when you think about um, just the rise and fall of people that are extremely and heavily admired and world-renowned, kind of falling from grace in whatever way that they choose to, well, I guess whatever way they end up falling from grace. Kanye is a particular case because a lot of people can't just cut him off. (laughs) A lot of people can't just be like, you know, just leave him be and really not be bothered with him. His influence is still so heavy that you really can't shake a lot of it. And it's music, so it's hard for people to disconnect from something that they, you know, grew so many connections to over the years. Um, But Kanye is, for uh, lack of better terms, really... um, having an episode having a, a manic episode this week uh, going really felt like for a few days um for a few days really going on a whole twitter rant of sorts that he's done before tweeting um sporadically very disjointed you could tell it was this kind of stream of consciousness it was so many things that just were so disturbing like people it was In moments, you wanted to laugh, but then you always got reminded that, you know, this isn't just Kanye. Like, this isn't just um, Kanye being Kanye. This is like a person who is damaged right now. Um, And especially after the rally in South Carolina sometime last week where uh, he literally burst out crying and, you know, speaking about, you know, very personal family uh, secrets or just personal family business I e you know the possible you know how he possibly was gonna abort North and how he you know you know he spoke about his mom and how his mom um, and his father if his father would have aborted him he wouldn't be here and it was, it was a lot and then the, obviously the Harriet Tubman statement that you know he has an interesting obsession with uh, I don't get it I don't really get it I don't get his obsession with antebellum history and um, and making that something I think that really may be some um, real weird influential things that's possibly around him or some type of literature he may be kind of into for some reason because he keeps wanting to kind of rewrite history or 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 give his interpretation of how he's consumed the history, uh, which no one really is asked for. No one really ever brings that in to make points unless you're making a, a valid point, I guess. Uh, but the history is the history. It's facts. It is what it is. We really can't, try to interpret it other in any other way. But I think sad part about it is that's the world we live in because that's all people do. <laughs> Slavery was a thing. Slavery was not a choice. Harriet Tubman certainly freed people. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. I hope, uh, honestly, for health and hope he gets whatever he needs. I still also, though, am holding out that some of the shit that he's saying about that family is definitely true. Um, I I can easily believe, you know, a lot of that because I feel like they have profited off of themselves in the craziest of ways. It's not far-fetched to understand that the person that we kind of seen and thought was the most sane and the most, uh, normal, I guess, and like not at least had some type of dignity, I guess, and not selling their their family and and making their family and their issues content, um, yeah we we have we we wish for more for for, for yay but you know pray for him um um or whatever you feel do the you know good vibes good energy then secondly we have it's a long twitter check-in i ain't mean for it to be this long um we have the verses the verses was dope y'all um i loved i watched it late but i loved 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 it uh just my favorite, honestly, the best highlight and the most favorite highlight was just how genuine this moment was where, um, um, shoot, uh, Get Home to Me. Was that the name of the song? One Piece, One Piece. When One Piece came on by DMX and they was getting a boogie on, DMX and Snoop Dogg. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Snoop was like, where my ladies at? And <laughs> DMX came back and gave you only in only a DMX way. Yeah. What a bitches. <laughs> and um, is, you know, misogynistic and sexist and, you know, very um, improper as that is. I don't know. It's kind of endearing. You kind of you kind of let that happen. For some people, you just be like, "All right, that's that's that is X," you know. I kind of expect that, and that's the uncle that I kind of get that from, and I get where he' coming from, you know, when he say that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, obviously, that people are still talking about Megan and Tory. And the only thing I'm gonna say about this Megan Tory situation is. It hasn't been enough information. I get that there are rumors about things, but they are keeping this thing under real interesting type wraps, which I feel like it's a lot of complicated shit happening right now. at the story of what really happened has yet to come out or leak in any way, shape or form. And everything that I've been hearing just sounds like a lot of speculation. We're inferring that they were together when that still can not be the case. We are inferring that they were, uh, you know, that there was some type of domestic, uh, uh, Dispute of sorts to cause him to shoot her. And now I'm even hearing that, you know, she, because of her own, because of her size and him being so short, that he was essentially being overpowered. And that's what led to her being shot. So I didn't think that that was where that was going to go. I felt like at first it was jokes and then somewhat empathy for her. And then now it's the narrative that's being created is one where, you know, where she is kind of big. So she probably was whooping his ass for some other bullshit. And so. He was validated, I guess, in shooting her to some people. And I don't think that shit's cool. I don't think that. I think we need to just relax, relax, relax. Wait for the information. I believe she's going to let us know. I believe she's going to let us in on what happened. And that's it. That's really all we can do. All right. But that's the Twitter (laughs) check-in. So for this main type, this was main type, main topic, I have, a life hack that i want to share with you guys and this life hack is somewhat of a uh, a split kind of you know pick your own adventure type of life hack i guess <laughs> but um i believe it's one that i think is um necessary for us all as i said in the beginning of the episode trigger warning to everyone trigger warning to everyone because of um the uh, sensitivity of this topic like You know, people have a lot of traumatic things that occur to them amongst their families, amongst uh, so many different things. So I understand, you know, how what I may be suggesting may be very uh, radical for your life and for your health and for your mental space. And I understand that. But I would love for you to sit around and listen, you know. Um, But if it is too triggering, certainly I encourage you to turn this off. Um, But I'll try my best to be very responsible. And um, what I'm giving is still very entertaining and somewhat, you know, just building up a new perspective and bringing a new perspective to you. But this life hack is called going home. And I believe that, you know, during this time of COVID, I think we all have, you know, I feel like I've seen a lot of people going home. A lot of people going to their either their childhood homes or their parents' houses, um, just wherever they grew up um, or wherever they, you know, they call home um, that is in their current space where they, you know, they real true, like f- familiar You know, family uh, type of spaces, whatever that looks like for you and wherever that, you know, is defined as for you. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. For me, it was Jackson, Tennessee, Um, and it still is Jackson, Tennessee. And um, that's where I grew up. That's where I was born. Um, That's where I went to high school. Uh, A lot of my, you know, close family and immediate family are still in that area. And um, and that's where I went back to for two weeks. And within that two weeks, I, it was extremely a reflective time. I think um, I told my therapist, Claude, shout out to Claude King. <laughs> he, um, I told him that, you know, I don't even know what the word. I can't even describe it, how I felt this time with this particular trip. Um, this was going home. I feel like I was in the best state I've ever really been in going home in terms of having money, in terms of coming home to no issues, no bombs being dropped on me, Um just coming home and really truly being able to really take in my family and take in my friends and and plan a, a, a whole, you know, 15 days after the Juneteenth celebration and and um, all of that. And that felt really good. But it also also, you know, took the time out to do some things that I feel like I needed to do for me. And I hope one day that I feel, you know, once I feel like I'm, you know, really worked through those uh, worked through this new thing, this new challenge that I've accepted um for myself personally because of that trip I hope that I could share that with you guys uh one day soon but let's get into this hack so I split this up into two parts we have complicated and safe spaces um and I I just say spaces just cuz I did couldn't think of any other word complicated if your hometown your home whatever it, you call you know wherever you call home your fam- familiar 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 Ugh brain fart family home is and wherever that place is uh even if that's in the same you know region as you or the same city as you whatever that is if it's complicated i want you to really 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 bear with me and um and hopefully hopefully i can help you because i believe in um in conquering our fears and conquering our our traumas and overcoming the things that really um, way heavy on us and I hope that when you're hearing this whoever is whoever you are who's hearing this, that you're hearing this at a time where you feel strong enough to actually approach this um, and devise a plan to uh, overcome that uh, that complicated nature of your hometown or just going home because you deserve to um, have this full circle moment of feeling safe where you came from, and, um, and feeling like that's something that you can continuously be proud of to tell a part of your own story, um, and because I, I think that's really vital. Um, it's a very vital thing to me um, that we really feel have positive or have some sense of um, neutr- neutrality when it comes to um, our home, our hometowns, and where we grew up, uh, because it, I understand it can come with so much. So I split this up into two parts. Safe spaces is uh, pretty, uh, you know, because home is just your real true safe safe space where you really go back and recharge, where you feel loved, where you feel family, where you feel all those things. If that's the space for you and it always felt that way, bless you. You are dope. Uh, but I, I kind of still, you know, I don't I know that it's I don't think it's, you know, pretty split down the middle in terms of people who probably would categorize it. Homes and safe spaces are complicated or maybe even both. So if you feel like it's kind of both for you, then listen to all these things. But I gave I wrote down three things for each side, the complicated side and the safe space side, whatever home you're coming going back to. And I'm going to go over each one and kind of give, you know, some tidbits about it. So let's start with complicated. So decide the level of triggers you are about this place that has cursed that's caused you so much trauma. I they like cursed. Um, caused you so much trauma. So, before you do anything, I would suggest for you to, you know, really assess your feelings at this current point in state of um, really taking in what you feel about uh, every trip that you go home, every time you, you know, go back home. I know for me, it was always the fact that, you know, it always felt like something was wrong. It always felt like something was going to on. And I think, you know, being a person who got away in terms of, you know, getting, for, you know, moving away. I think um, some parents, at least mine, uh, she felt like, you know, she just didn't want to bother me. She didn't. She seen things as a bother. So she didn't keep me informed on certain things that I really wanted to know. I would want to know when certain people pass away. Not that I would, you know, fly, you know, fly in and, and, and come back home just to, you know, pay my respects but some people i just want to know sometimes it's just certain news and certain changes that i would like to be informed on and not you know and not put my foot in my mouth when i come back home asking about people or wondering about things i just don't i never like those moments uh they were always awkward to me maybe it's just me though um Then when you think about if you're going home to a safe space, accept the changes as well as the aspects that have been frozen in time. Now, for people who are, you know, from small towns like myself, this is something that we know very well because it's slow moving. Progress is slow. We there's we can bet and we can bet that that same Waffle House that we went to in high school and throughout our years growing up is still going to be there with the lights on and that damn you know, and ready to smother you, ready to cover you, ready to, you know, chunk you, all that. You know what I'm saying? So, but also taking, you know, really really accepted those things are gone. You know, if those things are changed entirely, I had to come to grips with understanding that my alma mater, my high school, is becoming like the damn East Side High of my hometown. You know, and that shit was a weird uh kind of you know new information you know asking people about it and and hearing people say like oh no nah, liberty is a trip liberty is not um it is not what it used to be liberty used to be a real bougie school to people we used to be considered bougie to people and now now my high school is like people getting shot there's fights all the time it's all type of shit and um it's a weird thing it's a very weird thing to kind of accept that and see that in and when you wear paraphernalia or if you want to, you know, be prideful that that might be received a little bit differently now um, than before. Um, accept that. Bring that in and assess that before you even go. And this is things you do before you even hit the road, get on the plane, get on the bus, get on the train, whatever that is. How you get home it's for that. You know, then um, number two, number two. But also before I get to number two, even if you are from a, a bigger city, Except the changes and the things that are staying the same there as well. I think, you know, uh, in bigger cities, I think you have a lot of changes, honestly, you know, because things are growing. Things are, you know, things are growing. New things are coming because cities are certainly, you know, way more fast paced. So the development and urban development of everything is going to happen a lot sooner and a lot quicker. So that place that you grew up on that you love so much, uh, that favorite food spot, whatever it is, you know, Uh, especially during the pandemic, Uh, may not be may not be there. And you got to be okay with that. Memories are memories for a reason. We got to keep and cherish those things to, you know, to the heart. We really do. Um, Then for number two, set practical goals. This is on the complicated side. Y'all set practical goals to overcome those triggers. So first assess what it is that you feel like really bothers you about going home. Um, and then I want you to set practical goals on what that looks like. Uh, I know for me, I felt like I, I don't know, I felt like one, I was always broke when I went home. Every time I planned a trip home, I felt like I'd never managed my money correctly. But also that was a bigger issue, just an overall money management and financial anxiety. So I had to really bog down and really get a handle on that so I could enjoy myself and not feel like I'm a fucking child or something going back home, needing things. And it's like, I got away and I'm working. and Why am I home needing things, needing money and shit? I'm like, oh, this is a terrible way to come home. And uh, probably a pretty candid uh, thing to say, but it's the truth. Um, so I had to really figure out that because it felt that made me not really even want to go home because I felt like, I don't know, I just couldn't ever uh, figure out a way to, you know, make make sure I'm coming home in a stable place. Um, and it almost made me not even want to go home because I'm like, I need to just stay home. I need to stay where I'm at. You stay, you know, wherever I'm living because I'm I'm broke or I'm whatever. And and it was really just the way I managed everything. And it didn't have to be that way. Um, And just budgeting and saving and all those different things were just things I feel like I didn't do well enough. Um, But I think, you know, for everyone, when it comes to these practical goals, I want you to really think of practicality. It's certain things that can't be mended with just you know one singular trip uh, for a weekend for a few days for a week um going back home because it takes a lot more you know work and for some and especially when we're talking about family members that you have uh, particular triggers and issues with because they may not accept your um something about you they may have issues with uh you may have a long-standing estranged relationship that you have to kind of forever manage and deal with um I want you to set practical goals. Don't ever sit here and try to, you know, change people overnight. I don't want you to to think about it, but I do want you to advocate for yourself when you go home. I do want you to not put yourself in the positions to be triggered, but to overcome those triggers to where those things don't have any power over you. Um, so I want you to re, you know, change your perspective and really Dive into, you know, after that assessment, dive into what those goals are to really, really suck the power out of this trigger and this traumatic experience that you've experienced. Either even if it's the house that you lived in and you couldn't you haven't been there in so long because of what occurred there is if it's, you know, if it's people, if it's things, if it's words said, if it's, you know, things never said. I want you to really think about, you know, and make those practical goals and make those practical steps to actually do so. Um, I know I think that's what we have to do. Um, Number two, for safe spaces, reminisce and reconnect. What I truly, truly, highly, highly advise for anybody going to a space where they really love is to um, to aggressively reminisce and actively reconnect while you're there. Um, when I was home, I, you know, made sure I made it my business to reach out to people, to, you know, hit people up, to let people know that I was back because I wanted to see their faces. I want to catch up with people. Um, I understand that, you know, that, you know, depending on where you're at and where people are. Luckily, you know, I went during a kind of a, a holiday time and obviously with all this COVID stuff happening, maybe, you know, it was a different amount of people who were willing to come and uh, come and kick it. But it was good to reconnect with people and touch bases with people and let people know that you, you know, that you think about them, that you're on their mind, they're on your mind sometimes and that you want the best for them. I think it really enriches you. I think it really, really cultivates you to understand why, you know, and who affected you to make you into the person that you are. And it's really about building that um, that sense of pride as well about where you're from and understanding where, you know, these characteristics of you really come from. Um yeah. Yeah. I think that's just that simple. Just reminisce and reconnect my, my, uh, you know, my holiday, the party that I had on the, you know, I gotta, I got we gotta find a new name. The, I don't know. Juneteenth 2.0 or something. <laughs> I gotta find some a little bit shorter. Uh, cause I'm with the movement, not celebrating the shit, but also come on now. Um, but I had a party though. I had a good time and had mixed up my college friends who my high school friends and all that. And it was dope. It was lit. It really was dope. And I think, you know, they all enjoyed it too. So, um, I did it in the best type of way, really did it in the best type of way. Um, three, uh, would be, uh, I think a pretty, um, tangible and intangible one. And that is creating joy and hope in these, in this place. Um, I think to plan something that you more than likely uh probably wouldn't have done before in terms of actually thinking how can i actually have a good time how can i actually create a moment how can i create an experience um in this space where i usually don't really feel the best usually haven't felt the warmth haven't felt like i can you know really relax uh you want to reframe and and change what that space is and i think that's the best way to do it is to um redefine it by connecting it to a memory, connecting it to a positive memory, um, and connecting it to a positive experience. Um, so whatever that may look like for you, it could be, you know, going in, um, and, you know, scheduling some type of experience, some type of activity. It could be just, you know, getting friends together. It could be possibly, you know, getting some of your friends to go and have this, you know, and for more support and also just for socializing because they got the free time right now. Um, Coming, going up there and, you know, going down there with you and um, having a good time, you know, maybe getting an Airbnb or getting a room and, you know, just having a good party, having a cool time, playing games, whatever that may be, um, whatever you you know, whatever really is your thing. I want you to do that there um, just to create and really change the energy in those spaces. And because um, I really feel like that's the best way to approach that. It's really starting to change the energy in those spaces. Um, And hopefully, hopefully, I think that that is what you can do to really drive everything home and really convert everything into uh, possibly being a more neutral, uh, a neutral destination for you. That uh, doesn't make you feel, you know, triggered or feel or remind you of any traumas that you experienced before. Then number three with the safe spaces is relish in the progression and celebrate the growth. Still creating joy in this place. So it's kind of like the same. Um, I want want everyone to truly, truly, truly relish that they aren't in their hometown anymore. They uh, have grown past that. They've grown past it, and they've been able to survive outside of it. And it's just like when you leave the nest, the analogy of leaving the nest and being under the warmth and safety of your parents with all necessities met, and then you having to provide your own necessities, you had to build your own nest, you've had to do all these things, and you have to relish in that because you're standing in there by choice, you're going home by choice, you're going to meet your family, going to, you know, meet up with your family and friends and having a good time by choice, it's not by obligation by any means, it's not because you need anything, relish in that progression, you can go home anytime you want, and that's a beautiful thing, that is independence. That's black independence. That's you know just adulting at its finest. I want you to understand that and relish in that because sadly enough, it ain't a, it ain't a it it should be just a regular degular thing, but it ain't. So many of us are struggling. So many of us are still trying to figure out how to really live out life on our own. And um, I don't think it's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's nothing wrong with that at all. But I do believe that that's a big part of it. But yes, that is my three uh, life hacks of going home. Let me run through them one more time for you. And for everybody who was wondering, this is all ascended on. All of this is ascended on. All of this is a call of action. I'm telling you all to do this. Do this right now. But to run down again, starting with the complicated side of things, I want you to first decide the level of trigger that you are about this place. I want you to really assess you can do it by writing it down. You can journal it. You can speak to your therapist to really, you know, prepare you for this. So you can really unpack all the things that you feel like really have impacted you. Um, then you uh, I want you to set practical goals for this, you know, for this trip. Whatever whatever you can do within that time, whatever you can do within those spaces, whatever resources you need, um, truly whatever goals that you set, make those things truly attainable. And then make those things something that are, um, you know, it may seem hard in theory, but in reality they are stepping stones. I want you to not make it too hard for yourself. Make these things stepping stones. Make those practical goals no matter what it is, even if it's just I never talked to my father and this is going to be the first year I'm just going to at least try to have a conversation. If that's it's if that's what you want to do, if that's the practical goal that you believe you can set, I think that is a big move. And I think that is good enough. That is good enough. Um, Then lastly, create joy and hope in that place. I believe, you know, bringing fun into a space where it, it usually isn't, where it has a history of not being that is something I think black people and people who are optimistic have been doing for a long time. And that's what I believe you should do. If you feel like your hometown is a hometown or your home base and home space is something that is very uh, triggering for you. Um, I really don't want you to, you know, stick with those triggers. I don't want I want those triggers to be something that you overcome. And so I really hope that you can create joy in whatever way that makes you feel the best. Um, then with safe spaces, the, t- the three tips with those are accept the changes um, as well as the, um, the things that are still the same. Um, because I feel like we just need to understand that the world the world is a mysterious place that you can hope and pray that things are gonna be different and sometimes they're not. And then also you can hope that they never change and sometimes they do. And you gotta be able to take that in regardless of the memories that they're attached to, regardless of all those things, because it is what it is in this life. Um two, reminisce and reconnect. You know, um truly, truly, you know, allow your mind to Dig into all of that suppressed memory that you have and and um and dig in to, you know, what you f- thought you never, you know, would never forget. And you forgot. <laughs> and, you know, and bring back those moments. Look at those uh, photo albums. Go to those spaces and places and talk to those people that you haven't talked to in quite some time just to reconnect, just to retell those stories, just to really fill yourself up with those memories to really uh feed into uh, where you've come from. And lastly, relish in the progression and celebrate the growth and um, and keep creating joy uh, in that place. Uh, I think, you know, having fun, having doing doing the exact same thing I said about the complicated place, just having a good time while you're there is very vital. But more than that, in addition to really relishing in the fact that you have grown, you're you're a whole ass adult. You've been living whatever life you've been living outside of your parents' homes um, for however long or your parental figure for however long, and that you're doing it on your own. And I really want you to really, really weigh in on why and what that is, um, because you need it. You needed that, you need to really relish in that. And I didn't know I needed it until I went and realized like, damn, I really did need this trip. Not just to see my family and and um, and and see my friends as well, but also just to really get a perspective of where the hell I'm at after especially in the midst of all this going on a lot of people can feel like they've been set back but getting a good you know benchmark and a good barometer on where you are and where you come from is um beneficial for all of all around development i believe but yeah that's what it is um so next week next week i have a I'm definitely going to have a guest next week special guest special guest uh, make sure you look out for that. Look out for that. Uh, please, please, please. I am um, wanting you all to, you know, have a safe, safe, safe time. Keep your mask. Stay uh, six feet uh, separated. Please, please, please stay safe. Pray for you. Pray for all those who have been inflicted with this COVID-19. I truly hope that, you know, this not only passes, but really eradicates uh so many things like really eradicate so many things because it's already touching so many things that we didn't want it to touch I hope it takes the things that we do need it to take away uh, because we're in a space now where things are opening and up for grabs you know but um, this is the soul fleet conscious podcast humans simply being humans oh make sure you follow me everywhere at kings underscore memoirs on everything simply king pod on IG uh, please Follow everything, make sure you tune in But like I said This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans I'm Rodney Perry and this is Simply King Peace down they on face down,